continuing this morning with our exploration of the nature of the way things are, the nature of life, by connecting moment by moment with our own experience, by becoming intimate, intimate with life, through connecting with this heart, body, mind process. And as usual, settling in in the way that we have found brings us to some sense of connection, presence, an attitude of kindness, an intention to develop understanding. Connecting with present time reality by connecting with our sense experience. Sometimes this will be the sense of the body touching the body sensations. Or the movement of the breath, the changing sensations of the breath. Sometimes connecting through the experience of hearing. (coughs) Remembering this home base experience that we have been and are cultivating as a kind of both a refuge and a way to connect with present time reality, remembering it's just a tool and not the goal, that the invitation is to show up for life however it presents itself. Exploring more deeply, perhaps, experiences that call the attention, body sensations, emotions, mind states, becoming intimate with the experience, 
Sometimes naming it is helpful. Noticing how it changes. And noticing the relationship. Is it one of reactivity, grasping or aversion? Or is there acceptance, peace, equanimity, letting things be as they are, not resisting reality, non-resistance to the way things are? And even a moment or two of this non-resistance is very powerful. Don't go looking for 10-minute segments. But when you notice it, you can be mindful of it. You can even notice it with the breath. When there's this resting in the breath, just as it is, non-resistance to the manifestation of the breath in this moment. resistance, if that's our experience, we can rest with that and get to know it very well, become intimate with resistance, grasping resistance to the fact that all experiences, even pleasant ones, leave and resistance in the form of aversion, the deep wish that by hating something we can make it go away. Both resistance and non-resistance are objects of our meditation, are areas of intimacy, inquiry through intimacy. And then thoughts. We have talked some about thinking, about waking up out of thought, appreciating that moment, sometimes noting thinking is helpful for clarifying, (coughs) helpful for clarifying and also helpful for letting go. Sometimes if it's very obvious what kind of thought you are having, you can use a more specific note such as planning or remembering, rehearsing, judging. But if you find you're expending any energy in trying to figure out what the note is, then it's not helpful, just thinking. And the intention with the specific noting would just be to sharpen the mindfulness. 
as a meditation object, an object with which we become intimate, we can notice in the moment of waking up what happens to the thought. Does the thought disappear? Does it tug at us, so to speak? Is there a sense of wanting to go back there? Does it quiet down and kind of slowly peter out? In this way we are investigating the nature of thought. And a good moment to do that is the moment we wake up from being in a thought. Just notice how solid a thought is when we're not aware. You can get a sense of what it was like to inhabit that thought world. How powerful was the thought? How automatically did we believe it? What's the energetic sense of being caught in thought? How powerful is the thought when we become aware of it? This should be a rather brief exploration. I I used a lot of words, but it's not a thinking exploration. It's, It's just a noticing. Notice what happens in that moment we wake up and Just see if we notice anything about thought, not the content of the thought, but thought itself. And then usually it's, as I said, best to keep this very short and you're invited back to the anchor experience. Notice if there's any resistance to thinking or whether there's an acceptance that this is part of our human reality. If in that moment of waking up you notice a tension, perhaps a a sense of judgment or resistance, you can relax the body and then go back to your anchor.
holding it all in this beautiful attitude of loving kindness or compassion. Knowing, as Greg said, that this is one of the kindest things we can do for ourselves to show up for our lives, to learn what leads to suffering and to learn what leads to freedom.
And if we wish, ending our meditation with a few moments of kindness, metta, care, compassion for ourselves. for each other. For all the other beings on this land, both human and non-human. The cooks and the maintenance folks and administration, office folks, beavers and chickadees, goldfinches, ticks, mosquitoes, frogs, fox, deer, bear, moose, Devas, and outwards sharing this kindness with all beings everywhere. Psychologists have estimated that we have between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, and that 99% of them are the same as the day before. (laughs) Perhaps you've noticed this in your own meditation. (laughs) And what I find interesting about that is that it's true that our thoughts often have a kind of stale quality to them. They're... they're, they're, um, they're usually about what I can get or want and um, about reinforcing our worldview. And so when we practice letting go of thoughts, coming back to the um, sense experience, we're actually bringing in the possibility of some freshness, the possibility that, that our worldview might shift. Maybe that's why we have some trepidation <laughs> about letting go of thoughts. So this investigation of thought, it's, it's trickier than, for example, a knee pain because thoughts are very, um, first of all, they're very slippery. They, they're, they're finer. And often um, it, it's easy to get um, pulled back in, right? But in that moment that you wake up, we can kind of understand the difference between being aware of a thought and not being aware of a thought. And we can see that when we're not aware of thinking, we create a world usually one that 
conforms to our deepest conditioning and beliefs. <laughs> we create a world, we inhabit it, we believe it, we live it, we act out of it. And that when we are aware of thought, then what, what is it? How powerful is it when we're aware of it? Now, sometimes it's just a wisp that's gone. Sometimes it peters out. Sometimes it's still strong, which usually has to do with how much emotion is related to it or how much attachment. We start to see that thoughts with attachment or emotion are much denser that we get trapped into believing them much more easily. Like the difference between the density of a thought, such as, hmm, I wonder what's for lunch, and the thought, I can't believe they did that. I am just going to uh, make them pay for that. I'm, when I get out of here, I'm going to... <laughs> You can feel there's a real difference in density, right? So that's interesting. It's, it's, um, we see that attachment makes thoughts dense. That's, that's good to know. And the letting go of thought as thought is our primary way of making sense of the world and it's good, for, it's useful. It's good for that. And yet, um, practicing coming back to this bare sense experience brings in more room for a fresh kind of thought, perhaps more intuitive, an understanding that might come from here or here rather than here. I find it interesting when I've gone on retreat, for example, and I have some decision to make. And the temptation is to use a retreat to think out <laughs> what I should do. But I found that when I let go of, of course, the decision will come up, the thoughts related to the decision will come up, but when I let go of them and just come back to simplicity over and over, it's not uncommon that at some point there will be a, oh yeah, okay, that's what needs to be done. And it, it doesn't come from here. It comes from here or here. So this simplicity that we're practicing of coming back to just bare experience um, is what allows freshness, allows intuitive understanding. And that's the understanding we're more interested in is intuitive understanding rather than conceptual understanding. So we may have intuitive understandings about the nature of reality. It doesn't come from thinking about reality, it comes from being with it. We understand perhaps that, oh, all things change. Not on a conceptual level like, duh, right? But understanding that on an intuitive level is a very different thing. The intuitive level is what changes our lives. So this whole uh, show is based on simplicity. In, in order to allow you to settle and to allow um, freshness. So the, the, the having people cook for you, 
the putting away our devices, the noble silence, the sitting and walking schedule, all of it is to facilitate simplicity or renunciation, which I was um, mentioned yesterday is a, a skillful intention, another one of the skillful intentions. All right, that's enough. Any questions about any part of your practice, what's going on? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.